Are you ready to become toxic person proof? Hey guys, Sarah K. Ramsey here to help you find love and success after a toxic relationship so you can design a life you're actually excited about living. Hello, wonderful. It is Sarah, and I'm here to talk about why can't you let them go? You know they aren't good for you, or maybe they left you, or discarded you, or they're with somebody else, or whatever is going on, and you know you shouldn't miss them, but yet you do miss them. And so you keep asking yourself and kind of beating yourself up, why can't I let him go? And it doesn't make friends. It doesn't make sense to your friends and family. It doesn't make sense to you. It doesn't make sense to anyone. Yet you keep going, right? And I'm a little crazy here this morning. It's okay. Working on the book, working on the book, working on the book. So not leaving my house today uh, to work on the book other than some calls and interviews I have. But wanted to still hop in with thoughts on why you cannot let them go. And I want you, rather than asking yourself, why can't I let them go? I want you to ask yourself, why don't I want to let them go? And in my coaching training, one of the best things that advice I've ever been given is ask a better question. And when we ask, why can't I let them go? It's basically what's wrong with me. And when you start to ask, why don't I want to let them go? You start to get some clarity. Am I afraid of being alone? Am I afraid of starting over? Am I afraid of the things they said about me were true? Am I afraid I'll never be happy again? Am I afraid I'll never be attracted to anyone again? And you're welcome to put some of those in the comments and I'm happy to to dig in on some of those. But usually when it, within the design your life section of the Wonder Woman program, there is a, it's like you judge yourself on love. You judge yourself on, not judge yourself, uh, you score yourself. And they do this in high performance coaching as well. You take inventory of your life, right? So it's love, health, um, work or mission and play. And so often what I hear from women, especially like hard, hardworking women, successful women, hardworking mamas, whatever it is, it's like you work and then he ends up being the only like exciting thing in your life. He is the one you go out to eat with. He is the one you plan dates with. He is the one you cuddle with. He is the one whatever. And if it's an up and down relationship, there's a lot of adrenaline attached to that. So you either have work, which is boring, kids, which are tough, or whatever situation is just like, and then it's him, 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 him. And it, you're, what the way your body memorizes that is he is the excitement. He is the good stuff. And interestingly enough, I did an interview um, with a rapid transformational coach yesterday, and she reminded me of this fact that our body cannot sense the difference between fear and excitement. It's the same adrenaline rush. So when you're in a fight or you're afraid of him or you're afraid he's going to be mad or whatever's happening, it's that same chemical, like supercharge. Oh, what's he going to do? Oh, I need to change this. Oh, I need to do that. Oh, and you probably never asked yourself that question, but it's like, why don't I want to leave? Is he the only excitement your body is getting? When you think about, especially in COVID, what do you think about like your body getting like chemicals and adrenaline and excitement and change and hope? Is it all on him? Hoping he will change. Hoping he will be back to the person you thought. Hoping he will not be upset about something that day. Hoping he will uh, whatever. Hope come by. Hoping he will forgive you. Hoping he will whatever it is. And if your only hope is him and your only 
Hope is hoping that he will change despite a long-term pattern of data that has told you who he is on a continuous basis, really asking yourself, what am I getting out of this? Why don't I want to let him go? Not why can't I let him go? Like you're some broken land of toys. Why don't I want to let him go? What role is he playing in my life? It gets like if your life is a play and you had the, the characters or a sitcom, you know, you have all the characters. If he's playing most of the characters, especially if he's isolated you or you've spent all your time with him rather than spending time building yourself or doing things for yourself. If he is playing all the roles of the characters, no wonder you don't want to let him go. Well, who, who am I going to hug? Who am I going to hang out with? Who is going to send me that adrenaline rush? Who is, who am I going to talk to about my day? He's playing all the roles. But if you really ask yourself, you know, why don't I want to let this go? It's usually attached to hope, hoping that despite all the data, you know, there's just going to be something different tomorrow. So one thing you can do is create a calendar for yourself and start scoring yourself each day, scoring the relationship each day, a little, you know, a paper calendar. I guess you could do it. I don't know. I guess you could do it calendar on your phone. But I think it would be more powerful, like written out, like just printed off a calendar or something. And okay, today was a three. Today was an eight. Today was a one. Today was a two. But on a scale of one to 10, how happy are you within that relationship? So you can start to get some better data of what's really going on rather than this like adrenaline charge, hope, adrenaline charge, hope, adrenaline charge, hope, depression, adrenaline charge, hope, depression. That's just chaotic. But if you start to really collect some more data and have a better data, like, wow, I'm really miserable almost all the time in this. Wow. He's angry almost all the time. I'm walking on eggshells almost all the time. You start to have some better data to make decisions from and then say, what, what, role? Is he playing all the characters in my life? Is my life boring, um, stale, not exciting? And then, yeah. Okay. So you can start to make some changes. It'll be easier after COVID for sure. We're in a tough time right now. Um, but start to follow some dreams and passions and relationships and things. Doesn't have to be another date, but it has to be someone other than him. And the more you practice thinking about him, the more, the bigger he is in your mind. And there is a, I can't remember if this is from, what book this is from. I think it's from the author Rick Hansen. He talks about the black wolf and the white wolf and the wolves are fighting each other. And they said, you know, who will win? The black wolf or the white wolf? Who will win? And they said, the wolf you feed. Two wolves are wrestling. And which wolf is going to win? The wolf you feed. The wolf you take care of. And if your mind is feeding thoughts of him, feeding thoughts of hope, feeding thoughts of, you know, that you're going to be connecting with things other than him, you know, feeding thoughts of like him, 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 what's wrong with him? What happened in his childhood? What can I do to fix him? What can I do to help him, 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 him? That wolf is going to win. You're not going to be able to get away because it's all about him. Your life is all about him. So if your life is all about him, then you just don't have a life. You've got to create a life. You've got to design a life. You've got to find hobbies and interests that aren't about narcissism. Okay. And our brain tricks us because it's, it's like another excuse to think about him. We find already find excuses to think about him. So stop feeding the wolf of giving yourself excuses to think about him. And I also want you to connect with a greater identity. What is your greater identity other than him? He's not the biggest. He's not the main event of your life, even though it may feel like it right now. But as you connect with a greater identity for, um, me, it was, I just did not want to be stupid, <laughs> right? And I did not want people to think of me as stupid. I didn't want to, and I kind of like started to talk to myself. Uh, there was a, 
they say um, Einstein said it, but I don't really think he was the one who said the quote. And it said um, that insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. And I thought, oh, I wanted to be a good person. I wanted to be loyal. I wanted to be all those things. But I had to find an identity even more even more aligned, that identity that worked for me, not just fed into his games. And I, for me, that was, that's why I talk about integrity a lot. Like it's not within my integrity to obsess over someone who doesn't love me. Maybe it's not in your integrity to obsess with someone who's sleeping with someone else. Maybe it's not in your integrity to let him steal another 10 years from you. Maybe it's not in your integrity to let your kids see you so upset. Maybe it's not in your integrity. And mine was stupidity. It was like, you know, I bet everyone else in my life just looks at me on the outside and just thinks I'm stupid for doing the same thing over and over again, expecting to get different results. Is that my legacy? Man, Sarah could have been really awesome, but instead she just was awesome to him. Sarah could have been really awesome, but instead she was just awesome to him. Because he took up all the space. He took up all the space. All the space. All the thoughts. All the work. All the energy. Maybe it's your kids. Am I, am I really going to leave the legacy with my children of this unstable of a mother? Because I'm always trying to please him. Maybe it's friendships. Maybe it's... Uh, values. Am I really going to stand before God one day and say, you know, I know you gave me this wonderful life I was supposed to live, but I made that person God instead. So I know I was supposed to be like joyful and love and care for others, but I just wiped all that away and made him God. You're cool with that, right? You know, you're all, you're each going to have to find your own legacy, your own like higher, like core identity that is greater and more powerful and more of a core value to you than worrying about him. Think about how other people see you. Okay. Think about if you were stepping outside your life and it was like, okay, I'm my friend. I'm looking in. What am I seeing? Okay. Take care of that little report card every day. It's like a three. This is miserable every day. It's like a three. This is my legacy. This is my life and legacy. I'm going to and get real, real with yourself. I am giving away my life to someone who treats me like a three out of 10 or two out of 10. Is this who I'm going to be? Is this who I'm going to choose to be? Is this who I'm going to choose to lead my kids with? Is this who I'm going to choose to, you know, and, and again, I never said that phrase, but that phrase of like, you know, I, I was, I was put here on this earth to be awesome. And instead I was just awesome to him. Is that, is that who you want to be? It's not who I want to be, but I had to find a greater core belief than and to learn how to feed that wolf learn how to feed that belief system and then start building my life in a way that had other players that had other people. If the only thing you got going on in your life is work and him. And when you ask yourself, why can't I let him go and beat yourself up? Ask yourself, why don't I want to let him go? Well, cause I got nothing else going on. Why don't I want to let him go? Cause I've really not made good friends. So he's all I have. Why don't I want to let him go? Um, I don't want to get naked for anybody else. I'm nervous about it or whatever it is for you, but get real on, don't beat yourself up on why can't I let him go? Cause that's degrading even to you. Why don't I want to let him go? Really get really real on your why. You could even do a seven layers deep exercise. Why don't I want to let him go and answer it? And then ask yourself again, no, really, why don't I want to let him go? Ask yourself again, no, really, why don't I want to let him go? No. Really, why don't I want to let him go and have seven layers deep of you getting real with you? Trauma bonding is real. Stockholm syndrome is real. Um, All those things are real. I am not 
saying they're not. Please hear me. I am not saying those things are not real. I want to be very clear. Okay. Um, and, and as far as like from the coaching side, right? I want to get, we, we are the best in the whole wide world. Um, people in, they've been in toxic relationships. I'm raising my hand as person number one, not pointing fingers, raising my hand and saying, we will find any excuse in the whole wide world to stay connected to him. We'll find any excuse. That's why the narcissism research has become so obsessive. We will find any excuse. Oh, good. A book on him. Yes. A book on him. Oh, good. I will buy that book on him. Oh, I will do that. It's about him. Yes. I am in. Hallelujah. Let's do him. Okay. You see what I'm talking about? And you know, I'm, you know, I'm telling the truth. Oh, let's go to therapy and talk about him. Oh, let's go to my friends and talk about him. Okay. Oh, let's Google articles and try to figure him out. So we're really good at that already. Our brains are really, that's what we, our brains kind of want to do. It's like, well, we want to eat cheeseburgers instead of vegetables. Okay. And so think about, um, be, just be real honest with yourself. Why don't I want to let him go? And when it's like, oh, it's trauma. Let me just research trauma bonding and research some of that. There is value in that. I am not saying there's not, but it can also become an excuse. Well, I can't let him go. I'm trauma bonded. Well, I can't let him go. I have Stockholm syndrome. Well, I can't let him go because of this or that. And the thinking about why we can't let them go puts us in our heads rather than into our lives. And our a happy life requires action. So do that seven layers deep and say, um, you know, maybe your core identity that is bigger than the idea of him, as well as get real honest with yourself and why uh, don't you want to let them go. Not why you can't, but why you don't want to. And don't tell yourself you can't because that's like, oh, I can't ever eat healthy food. I can't ever exercise. I can't do this. Like you're, you're telling yourself, you're telling your brain that you can't do something, which is always a bad idea. Um, so flip that thought. Why don't I want to? What do I not want to face? What do I not want to see? And I hope that helps. Have a great day. Hello, wonderful. This is Sarah, and I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. I know that there was something that you can take away to help you get past the past, get real about the present, or get serious about your future. And if I did my job, then hopefully it will help you with all three. If you are not in my Facebook group, Finding Love and Success After a Toxic Relationship, then consider this your personal invitation from me. I'm there live. There's tons of support. And most importantly, tons more information to help you on your journey to become toxic person proof.